Heath Bar patrons, welcome to our 50th chat on tap. That's right, folks. This episode marks 50 different conversations that I've been able to have with people from around this area, um, leaders, creators, and artists. And this is number 50. So oh, we did it, right? We can stop now. That's it. That's all we got. <laughs> Not even close. This is a really good one, though. This is a really fun one. This is a really good friend of mine, and uh, I can't wait to get into it. Before we do, as always, got some announcements. The Heath Bar Podcast.com has been getting some fantastic foot traffic. Is foot traffic the word to use when it's online? I'm not really sure, but anyway, that's the word I'm going to use. So any of, if you have been visiting the Heath Bar Podcast.com and checking out um, all that's up there, there's a few blogs, there's some books uh, that I read and uh, um, love to share with you and everything like that. It's all up there, uh, as well as all the uh, previous episodes and just different blogs and stuff that I write about whatever uh, I feel like. So that's all up there. So thank you if you checked it out. If you haven't, I definitely recommend it. Uh, it gives you kind of a more, uh, a kind of a well-rounded idea of some other things going on uh, around my life. You can find out where I'm going to be playing, what my schedule is, um, and just what the Heath Bar podcast is and why it was why it was founded and started as well. So uh, go ahead and check that out if you, uh, if you can make the time. Also, don't forget to find me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at the underscore Heath dot bar. Uh, I'm on Facebook as well. And my handle on Twitter is at Heath Johnson. And I don't know if you guys are keeping track, but St. Patty's Day is coming up soon, folks. Um, be fun to do something, wouldn't it? wonder if there's anything planned. I wonder if the Heath bar has anything planned that uh, is happening on St. Patrick's Day. I don't know. Maybe you'll just have to stay tuned. Also, as you may have noticed already, there is uh, a new segment up on the Heath Bar uh, called Whiskey Talk. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of, um, you know, more serious topics, the things they say you should never talk about at a bar. I figure, what the hell, let's do it. Uh, I enjoy, uh, you know, deeper conversations, you know, philosophy, theology, um, uh, sociology, all that kind of stuff. I enjoy talking about it. And uh, so every now and then I'm going to throw some of those up. Sometimes it'll be just me uh, looking for some feedback from you. And every now and then I'll bring in someone and there'll be a few of us just kind of chatting uh, about whatever the topic may be. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, you like some a uh, little bit more of a deeper conversation every now and then, uh, check out the Whiskey Talk segments. Uh, that's what they are designed for. And with that, let's get into the 50th chat on tap here at the Heath Bar. Uh, this is a really uh, fun one, a really good friend of mine. I've known him for a few years now. Uh, I think we, we talk about it, but I think it's been four years or so that I've known him. Um, I first met him by, by happenstance in a coffee shop after a semi-failed gig. Um, when we got, became good friends, he moved up here uh, about a year or so after that. Uh, we played music together. You can find a uh, type of music that we played, and uh, we recorded an EP. It's up online and Spotify and iTunes. Uh, the band name is The Ruthless West, um, which we, uh, we've we been debating and talking about uh, bringing that back and doing a string of shows uh, together uh, again, which I think would be a lot of fun because I miss playing with him. Um, his name is Eric Domkowski. If you uh, record music in the Black Hills and you're a singer-songwriter and looking for that, uh, that's what he does. Uh, he went to school for it with, uh, with mastering audio, uh, spent some time working in some studios down in Nashville doing that, uh, learning a lot, and uh, has a incredible history with just playing music of all different kinds and styles. 
um, and getting to inter- interact with people from all different walks of walks of life in their music journey. So he's he's a very well-rounded musician. Uh, I love him because he plays the pedal steel, and uh, I love him for a lot of other reasons. But that's a big one, if I can say that. Um, yeah, so he uh, he's he's moved out to the Black Hills several years ago now. He's been uh, been playing music around here. He currently plays with Brandon Jones. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten the chance to hear uh, him live and that at his shows, but he's phenomenal. Uh, so Eric plays the pedal steel and the electric guitar for him as well. Um, we had a fun time. We had a fun chat. We talked a little bit about uh, some of his knowledge with uh, the music industry and the business and and. Uh, um, his side of, of things. I don't know if you got the chance to listen to the, the Steve Thorpe episode, but uh, Steve Thorpe kind of comes from one side and Eric kind of comes from the other side. So it was interesting getting to talk to both of these um, both of these artists and, and get some different perspectives on the, the you know the ASCAP, the BMI, and uh, how licensing works uh, with music. We had a fun chat about that. We talked as well about uh, some dad memes because we're both dads uh, in our mid-30s and uh, that's that's how we entertain ourselves these days. Uh, anyway, I won't spoil the rest of it for you. Uh, we celebrated over some George Dickel. Uh, I don't know if, you've, if you haven't had that whiskey. Highly recommend it. Anyway, folks, let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, here at the Heath Bar, give it up for Eric Domkowski. Welcome to the Heath Bar, where the conversations are always on tap. Okay, Okay. well cheers Cheers. man. Welcome to the Heath Bar. Thank you. We're drinking the George Dickel. I'm drinking George Dickel. This was your the, pick. Yeah, it's the uh, the better of the Tennessee. The better whiskeys. of the Tennessee sour mash whiskey. So everyone knows Jack right. Daniels. Um, yeah, you know it's. Do you like honestly like Jack Daniels in a pinch? Will you drink it? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. usually what I like when we play shows, and they're like, "What can we get you to drink?" I that's usually what I ask for. Okay, okay. Every bar has it. Um, it's mm-hmm. not. It's consistent. Yeah, you know. Um, you know what you're getting. You know getting. Oh, oh, that is really good. Yeah. So George Dickel, um, it's pretty close to Lynchburg where they, um, I think it's Tullahoma, which, uh, my father-in-law lives in Tullahoma. Oh, okay. Um, but he, he introduced me to it, um, back right after I, we, uh, you're like 13. My wife. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we went in the, we did a, uh, tour of the factory. No kidding. Yeah. Nice. Um, and uh yeah i just i thought it was it was really good yeah i was like really obsessed with with bourbons for a while and uh trying all the different bourbons and, yeah. and the bourbon trail stuff and i was just kind of gravitated back towards george nickel you got me hooked on bourbons yeah like i i've always i mean i've always enjoyed them you know mm-hmm. but as far as like diving into the different kinds they are and like what kind what's my favorite bourbon and like yeah. discovering that out like i never even thought of that i would even start doing that till i met you it's like oh bourbon bourbon it's so complex it's way cooler yeah. yeah you got it i always say i like to fight my uh my liquor you know I don't oh, okay know. i like it to kind of to sting yeah uh, so dickel is like 45 percent, so um 90 proof okay uh, uh like jack daniels is 80 proof okay okay uh, so you can tell a difference so if you split the two you know like what 
Jack Daniels is more watery. Yeah. You know, George can take out Jack George anytime, can take any out Jack. day. Yeah. Anytime, yeah. any day. I prefer. Well, I mean, he's got a glorious yeah. beard on the photo. Is it, it's probably like a, it's probably him. It's probably like I an mean, artist I rendition. I don't know the historical accuracy of, of George's photo there, but maybe. Yeah. Good pick though, man. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm a, I got a new, uh, new staple at the Heath bar. Yeah. We'll have some George Dickel available all the time. All the time. Maybe. Yeah, I think, I think Party Time Liquors carries it. Um, yeah. Um, who else does? The place right down here, the gas station slash liquor. That's where I found yep. this. Okay. And um, yeah, I was going to see if they had like the smaller ones in that, but this is the only one they had there. And it's like, eh, yeah. if, if if Eric likes it, I'm probably going to dig yeah, it. So I'll like just it. get this like and it. sip it as I go. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to do tonight. We'll sit yeah. at home with, with the wife and the kid and sip some Dickel. Yeah. George Dickel. George Dickel. Sour Mash Whiskey. This is Tennessee, right? It's Tennessee, Tennessee. whiskey, okay. which is you can get a whole other conversation if that it classifies as bourbon or not. Oh, that is a big thing, it is isn't a big it? Thing. Yeah. So, uh, I I say it does, but because it's really it's about where it's made. It's not so much. The, is there a difference? So in the um, process, yeah. So with Tennessee whiskey, you charcoal filter it. Oh, okay. It. Okay. Um, so that's like the distinction, but like everything leading up to that point, like classifies as a bourbon, I believe. Okay. Um. But Kentucky people don't want to admit that. Yeah. And Tennessee likes to keep their stuff separate. You know, they want to differentiate the market. It's like so, the rival. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, like Nebraska and Iowa. <laughs> Only we're not that. Neither of those states no. have anything no. as cool no. as bourbon no. or whiskey they to don't. fight about. <laughs> they don't. I think what, I mean, you're from Nebraska, so we can, yeah. we can touch on that later. But uh, we can definitely rip on Nebraska <laughs> a little bit. Although, like I said, I'm, I'm a, I enjoy Nebraska a lot, but. Yeah. I'm uh, we don't have near the, near the cool things that like when you think of like classic and myth mythological America, you know, yeah, it's, you, you got, it's uh, Tennessee you got, and Kentucky yeah, and Nebraska's got Dorothy Lynch and Runza. So. Yeah. Runza's man. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hated those growing up. I thought they were the grossest things I ever. Never understood it. Yeah. And, but everybody loved them. Everyone loves it. Everyone. They're only in Nebraska now. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know of any other place that they would have it. No, I don't, I don't either. But <laughs> runs that. There might be, uh, there might be a place West Coast. Now that I'm thinking about it, wow. it's, it's certainly possible. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not going to go out there to find no, it. No, no, like, I, I know where the closest one is. So we need to. <laughs> the Heath Bar, not sponsored by Runza, <laughs> folks. <laughs> oh man, yes. yeah. So we met a pretty funny way. Yeah. Well, not funny, I guess, but it, it kind of is. Like there yeah, was a there was a festival. Serendipitous. Yeah, yeah, I think a few people know the story already. I, I think I might have even talked about it a few times with a few people on the show. But uh, there was a festival in the Black Hills that got rained out. Slash, uh, like definitely there, rained there out. Was but something they moved with promotion, it, so like promotion was bad. That got like messed up or something like that. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't remember the full story. But uh, yeah, so anyway, the gig got canceled mm. and uh, my wife and I went to a coffee shop to basically to bitch. I was just like, oh, because I, I put a band together for this <laughs> event and then it got canceled. And yeah. it's like, well, all these all this hard work we did is just done. Yeah. And so we're sitting there and you were with uh, Anna and that band at the time. Yeah, yep. Anna, uh, Anna, it was Anna suitcase. Robinson in the suitcase set. That's right, from, uh, yeah. Mission, South Dakota. Mission, South Dakota. Yeah. So, yeah, that festival had like a, you could vote for artists to like 
be part of the festival i think it was oh, there some sort of contest right. yeah and like somehow we must have gotten like all admission to vote for us or something like that <laughs> and we won um which was really cool so we uh drove up to spearfish yeah and it rained the entire time yep and canceled well so we got to play it was opening for some like country band in the elkhorn ridge yeah, so you uh, got, to, that's yeah. right, you guys got, got to, to play. play. We, we did play. not. We, we were told yeah. to, like, you can come, <laughs> but we can't pay you. And, uh, yeah. of course, the guys in my band are like, well, nope. we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? $100 a man, right? Getting out of the house. Right, tonight. right. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, we met the Green Bean, I think it was. Yep, yep. that's right. And so we got to chat, because you guys overheard us, and then, mm-hmm. again, it came over, and she was like, hey, uh you guys supposed to play at this thing too yeah. like what and so we're like yeah and was it that night we ended up did i call yeah you you called crow peak yeah Brewing? so i called yeah. me at crow peak and mm-hmm. we i was like hey we got a band here myself included and we got kind of rained out at a festival we're just looking for a place to play for yeah. for a while and we went over there we did a show and i think i i, I played like for half an hour and then you guys rocked it like i forget um one of was it your drummer did he he moved yeah, to andy, east coast didn't yeah he? and he moved to Asheville, north carolina yeah, that's yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah and so then you guys played for a while and we just had a good time yeah ended up working out yeah uh but yeah we made the connection mm-hmm. and then was it a year later you ended up moving yeah, here yeah probably like a year or two maybe a year yeah later from uh from was it valentine ainsworth ainsworth that's ainsworth. right yeah. ainsworth nebraska ainsworth, nebraska uh good times yeah i can't i think i don't think that was the first time i've been to spearfish but it was like one of the first times i'd ever been for this that for that festival okay okay and, uh, yeah i just kind of i really enjoyed it so like back on mine i was like that's a sweet town to move to so yeah 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 well i mean i i moved here in 2008 and i've i've loved it of course you know yeah. when you're coming from nebraska it's like, <laughs> like oh my like, yeah. what are, what are these the land Hills. is supposed to be pretty. Wait, what? <laughs> Where <laughs> trees? <laughs> There's places in the world that are enjoyable to stay. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't believe what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. No, I I dig the sand hills, but it's nothing like the Black Hills by it's any means. Very, very any means at all. Yeah. Yeah, but you've got uh you've got a history though with music because you you lived in Nashville for quite a while, yeah. or at least near it. Yeah, in Nashville. Yep. Okay, and you went to school down there for was it was it audio engineering or was it? Yeah, the the program was music business. Okay, um, so my emphasis was in audio engineering. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. And uh, is, what was the school again? Belmont University. Belmont yep. University. Go Bruins. So did they did they <laughs> teach you like a lot about just the like the business side of music or was it mostly with sound? Yeah. yeah so it uh, my I. I emphasized in audio engineering, um, mm-hmm. but they did have classes in copyright and, okay. and the other business aspects of, of the industry. So I did take a couple of those okay. as well. Yeah. Did you learn like a lot about the like ASCAP and BMI? Yeah, how yep, those, songwriting royalties and how those work and yeah, syncs and all that. Yep. I was I was chatting and um, with someone and they were talking about uh, how like open mics sometimes get shut down because they don't have licenses to play covers. Yeah. And stuff like so that. Yeah, if you don't if you don't pay your ASCAP or BMI or CSAC license, yeah. they can cut you down, which I'm a, uh, I'm a firm, <laughs> I, I support the, the PROs because, I mean, if they're not out there getting collecting money, then songwriters don't get paid. 
So, so the money does go to the songwriters because that was the big yeah. argument. We yeah. were talking about it uh-huh. and we didn't think it did. We thought it would like went to the middleman who has to run the CEO and the business and everything. No, no. You, everyone. I mean, there's probably some cuts that are going to, but the money sure. is going to come to the songwriter. Okay. So bars that don't pay their, their licenses, you're are profiting off of songwriters and not giving them their cut. So like the, the middleman and the CEOs, they're still making their money either way. Realistically, but yeah. like the songwriter is the one that's the getting, screwed. One's getting, getting screwed. Over. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, then I okay. I don't feel so bad now. So, no, I, no. I, have to I like, see you see that pop up on like the Facebook like South Dakota songwriters every once in a while. Like oh, I can't play music at my bar anymore right. because of the scene. well because you're cheap, right? And you're not paying songwriters. Yeah. Well, the argument was that um, a lot of places stop doing open mics or stop doing mm-hmm. music, and so then that prevents people from getting out there and starting and learning yeah. and, cre- and loses loses venues for people to play yeah. because of that because yeah there is a chain reaction for the bar owner not paying that license okay yeah. so it's definitely in your mind it's definitely the bar owner's it's responsibility, bar to do that. responsibility it's not the venue yeah. it's not crazy right like, it's not like a astronomical fee i don't know the fees okay. i mean it's probably it's, i'm sure it's not cheap you know, mm-hmm. it's not like five bucks and you can play whatever music you want. Sure. I'm guessing um, several hundred or maybe even maybe thousand. Yeah. I think it depends on the size of the venue too. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Like you anyway. would like prorate it for the size. <laughs> Pro- yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's really funny that you, that we're talking mm-hmm. about this. Cause like the, 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 um, I was just talking to Steve Thorpe. Uh huh this morning actually and he's yeah. like the exact opposite and so like he got me all like riled up about well yeah. that's crap and then you explain it in like in two minutes i'm like oh oh actually okay that's actually yeah. so, makes so it's, i mean it, 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 if any songwriter like there's sometimes they'll be like you well we only want you playing originals but if any songwriter is a member of one of those pros you're running afoul of their their licensing agreement gotcha you know? okay um so so it doesn't matter if it's yours or not. It, really, it doesn't right. matter, it, you know. And I guess yeah. if you were like, if you were, you knew you hadn't signed up to any PROs, and you're playing a song you wrote yesterday, you know, you're no one's gonna get in trouble. But right, right. That doesn't doesn't uh, if the bar owner is looking for a profit, that's not gonna do it. You know. So it's it's uh, if you're the like if you're the bar place mm-hmm. and you're like set up and you're marketing yourself as a music venue place as well. Yeah. That's a big thing. But what if you're just like a restaurant and you still have to have a, you a have license? A, you do. Okay. Yeah. Like if some, so you're not primarily music, like, but every now no. and then you'll have someone come Even in. Even if play. you're playing like the radio. No kidding. So that's probably like standard business it's fees standard anyway. Business expenses. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, if you're trying to cut costs and you think you can get away with it, then yeah, you, you can, which I'm sure people try to do. Yeah. Then they get busted and then they yeah. throw a Imagine being the guy it. that has to drive around and like find all those places. I know. Oh, that, that sounds like hell. Hates his life. <laughs> that sounds like hell. Imagine like going like, you know, like small town, South Dakota. And oh like, man. Have you paid your, your ASCAP fees this year? My what? You're my what? <laughs> I know. You watch your mouth, son. You kiss <laughs> your mother with that. <laughs> stick our runs up. Uh, but you, so you, you learn about all of that and, yeah. mm-hmm. and, um, kind of how that entails and how that like domino effects out to the songwriter yeah. mm-hmm. and everything. That's yep. so they, okay. give you, they give you a pretty good base on that. If, even if you're doing audio engineering, you still have a good, uh, range of classes that go over the business aspects as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. Does that affect like, as far as being an audio engineer, does that affect any part of that career path or is that some, not so much the person doing the, not so much. Like if I go to record yeah. a song, 
and the person in the studio, like that audio mm-hmm. engineer, uh, did they is there are they connected to that at all? Like, like the business side of it? Well, I mean, obviously or, they're connected to the business yeah, side, but like uh, the the royalties and everything like that. Um, or is it just like a flat? Hey, I'm I get paid this for cut for sitting here for an hour. Yeah, it probably de- it depends on the studio. Some people get points, um, I think. On, okay, and so we get royalties off of that. You okay. can work on the agreement. Most people are just doing a work for hire, basically. Gotcha. So it's just uh, you're paying me such and such an hour to use my studio, and then whatever you do with it, that's your own. Okay. So if you're recording a cover, you know, it's not my responsibility to get sure licensing fees on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like when you recorded my EP, I, yeah. I, I did a cover. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, uh, like, you better talk to him. You better he, talk to, was it Taylor? Taylor, Taylor, Taylor yeah, yeah. Yeah. Taylor. You, yeah. Come hunt me down, Come man. Come Taylor. No, I've been chatting Come with at him me, bro. Way before. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, geez. So uh, did you start working at a studio prior to college or was it mostly just experience and then once you got done with college you jumped into like a, a job down there yeah so um i guess to go back from like the beginning of my recording experience mm-hmm. um i started out when i was like 10 cassettes on a radio cassettes on a radio basically. no kidding seriously yeah, yeah like <laughs> I, I my parents had a tape deck i figured out how to in the like you could record it came with a really junky mic, dynamic mic that you, it was like eighth inch in that you jammed into the, the tape deck and you can record onto that. So I figured that out pretty quickly and then I figured kind of how to multi-track by like miking a speaker at the same time as doing something else. It was really like really what junky. What the heck? Yeah. Um, and, like, and you were 10? Yeah, like 10, yeah, 10 or so. Um, I was still watching Ninja Turtles so, I mean, I was at that too, age. But, <laughs> okay. So I was like super into like making like uh, fake radio shows and uh-huh. that kind of stuff and then like plinking around on a guitar um and then eventually i was probably like 13, 14 or 15 that got me a Tascam four track nice um so i had a lot of uh terrible like metallica jams with my best friend jordan nice in my garage um and then after that i got into uh digital recording because mm-hmm. that was like right around the time where it was becoming more consumer friendly um so i had a program called cakewalk guitar tracks um which was pretty bare bones, but I got that for like my PC. Um, the PC is this PC? like a gateway? It's like a gateway, a giant yeah. desktop. No, when we're Texans, we use Dell. Oh, um, Dell, of course, um, of course. <laughs> Should have known he's Should've come known, on, man. Michael Dell. Um, <laughs> but I got that, um, and my Jordan, my best friend, and, and uh, basically my entire uh, life, uh, his brother-in-law uh, was about like I don't know six or seven years older than us maybe okay maybe, maybe 10 i don't know um he seemed old but he probably he was like 24 probably, right right know. um he would like jam with us when he had that same program and we like record an album you know uh, tell <laughs> I mean, me you still got some of this i have to find it somewhere around. um i want to hear the 10 year old you radio yeah, show that well you it wasn't made. 10 i was probably i was probably like 15 or 16 oh, okay 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 um but he got he's the one who introduced me to like digital recording and like doing it like at home beyond like the four track, you know. So when you had digital, you had you know basic effects too. At that point, like I didn't have any effects when I was doing you know the fought the four right. track thing, the task right. one. Um, so that gave me more of a base of um, mixing in that um, in that format. And then my parents uh, signed me up for a a class at a studio in San Antonio. So they did like probably like two months worth of stuff like every, every like 
Tuesday night for four hours, you got to go to the studio and they teach you stuff. Okay. So it's like me and a bunch of like burnt out hippies. So, you know, Brilliant. it's great. Um, what else do you do with an Yeah. I mean, what else, what else are you going to do? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, well, they like, we got to track a band and mix it. And so that got me like really into it. Really? And so I decided that that's what I want to do in college is learn more. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, got to, uh, visit a couple programs around the country, um, up in like East coast and then, in, uh, Colorado and Texas and then Tennessee, at Belmont, mm-hmm. um, fell in love with Belmont and then went there. Yep. Cool, man. Mm-hmm. It, I, I feel like your radio show should have been like howdy with Domkowski or something like howdy. that. You know, just <laughs> yeah. like some, I think I was, I was recording like Hootie and the Blowfish. Basically. Oh, brilliant. brilliant. Hootie. Hey man. Should have stayed I as Hootie. Hootie. Should have stayed. That was a good <laughs> band. I'm sorry. I love that band. Yeah, That was my first CD. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine what was the motion picture soundtrack oh, to Space gosh, Jam. Oh, so no, side note, <laughs> side note, um, Tara, my wife loves that movie. Yeah. And so I got to, I got it for, for Christmas this year. Nice. So I found it like the Walmart $1 bin. Yeah. And like Jonas loves it now too. Still in the $1 he know, bin. He hasn't any concept of who Michael Jordan is. <laughs> no concept at Did all. Did you know, this is, this is actually great. I'm actually I've been debate. This has been on my wish list on Amazon for a yeah. long time. You can get a double LP vinyl <laughs> of the Space Jam it's, soundtrack. It's, uh, I believe I can. Fly. It's all on there. It's time to jam now. <laughs> Welcome it sounds to better. the Space it sounds better Jam. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it does. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's all all techno and digitally done anyway, and then they just yeah. burn it onto some vinyl or whatever, or melt it, I guess. But yeah, so um, yeah, it's like, but it's like 180 bucks. I'm sure I'm probably like, it's not edition, cheap, you know, like That's 180, 180 gram vinyl. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is it colored? Is it colored? Uh, Is it like so. Michael it's Jordan like, space? No, it's it? like, it's like space colored, you know, like it has like the galaxy type look and everything like that, yeah. but it's 180 bucks and that's why it's still in my wish list. So oh, if anyone's yeah. looking for something to get me for Christmas, Christmas. Space Jam by uh, double vinyl. <laughs> I feel like my wife would go, what the hell, man? Like, come on. <laughs> of all the things like we need at this house, you pick yeah. that. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a need, darling. It's yeah, a need. It's, Ugh. it's not a basic right, you know? Yeah. It should be in the Constitution. I'll send you the link. You yeah. can throw it on your wish list also. Yeah. yeah. When um, She just had her birthday, right? No, you just had your birthday. I did, yeah. And we both did. She's like a week ahead of me. That's right. That's right, yeah. So... So maybe next I'll year. I'll buy it for Jonas. You'll be able to save up for it because, you know, you have a year to do it. It's 180 bucks. You know? <laughs> like, I, the most I've ever spent on a vinyl is uh, 70. Ooh, man. Um, it was the um, um, Ben um, Ben Nichols, um, oh, The Last the, Bear Light in the West. The, the um, Blood Meridian one? The Blood Meridian yep. one he did. Mm-hmm. And it was the only one I could find online. And. Um, I bought it from a guy and he, he mailed it up to me and it's in great condition and it sounds so good. And like, I think, okay, that's, that's probably as far as I'd go for vinyl. Cause yeah, I, man, I don't, I think I haven't broken like the 35 mark maybe. Really? I think I spent maybe that like a talking heads one. Sure. But that's about it. Yeah. Sure. So while you were going through all of this, uh, like audio engineering and learning how to do all of that and that obviously clearly music. Mm. is a big part of all of that when yeah. i mean you mentioned the hoodie and everything but <laughs> like how do you do you do you track your your musical path on the interest that got you into it and because you like a lot of different kinds of music yeah like you're definitely not a one-trick pony by any means no, so no. um and i'm sure all of that influence how i mean i'm sure that influences how audio engineers look at a board because you know rock and country oh, sure. or something how like that different is recording techniques yeah, for sure absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. 
yeah um yeah like my first my first tape was mc hammer so mm. i started out you know west coast rap absolutely um like you do like you do like every child of the 90s should have um <laughs> if you didn't listen to mc hammer in the 90s like, <laughs> like you what are you doing really wasted your yeah, 90s like, are you listening to macarena <laughs> come know. on um yeah i've been I, so yeah i didn't I, and then like my parents got me like the columbia house uh, subscription oh you know? god i think i'm still 12, subscribed 12. <laughs> they just keep sending it to my old house in nebraska Dad's like ah, <laughs> sorry scott um i forgot about this <laughs> what's the, what's this lady gaga what's this what's this that was back when uh i remember getting like corn and limp biscuit yeah, and yeah. uh uh rob zombie and all of that and like one i think next Oh, the the R and B group next yeah. was one of it too, uh-huh. and oh my god, it's taking me back, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they got they got hooked up with that, and so like you know, you get twelve CDs for a penny or whatever, yeah. um, and then you pay like fifty bucks a CD after that, right? <laughs> um, so for a couple of years, they let me do that, and so I got like just a wide range of stuff that whatever piqued my interest, you know, yeah. it's just before the internet, I guess, you know, Sh- right, right, right. So you fit for that catalog, you're like, what is what is fish? Huh? Yeah. Buy a fish CD or like, what is, who is wire? I'll buy a wire CD. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that gave me like a, a wide range, I guess doing that. And my parents had like, uh, the smallest record collection in the world. Okay. Um, it was spanned like my dad was super into blue extra cult. So we had every blue extra cult album. Uh-huh. My mom bought, I think Led Zeppelin four and, um, like some heart album. That was like it. That was it. And then like some old polka albums because we're Polish, so we gotta have those. Yeah, of course, um, it's a necessity. Yeah. So yeah, you kind of had to explore on your own. You know, learn your own way. Oh, that's funny. We'd go down to the local Alco. Oh, and that's where we yeah. would find CDs, and it would. Get, that's how I hunted. That's how mm-hmm. I first heard of POD. Was I bought this CD, and I'm like coming back home, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like. Is this a Christian Christian band? Is this a, did I just buy a Christian CD? Yeah, like at the Alco. That doesn't happen. The Alco doesn't have Alco that doesn't unless it's like Sandy Patty or yeah. something like that. You know. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so you 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 know this about me, but I grew up in a conservative Christian. Yeah, yeah. Upbringing too. So like, I remember like the the most like fundamental kid on a youth group got a pod album and he was super pumped about it. Yeah. So it was like new metal with Jesus. Right. And yeah. Like, so and so that I mean even they, I didn't they did great for themselves yeah um they had a niche um but that so i got into super super into like tooth and nail records you know about yeah 100 um which was a christian punk label um so mxpx and all those kind of Ace bands, troubleshooter, troubleshooter uh, dogwood yeah like all, of all them, those man. guys yeah um, super into that absolutely um, wanted to be a punk rocker when i was like 17 you know Mm-hmm. didn't have anyone else in my life who cared about that Even at cared all. To do it. which yeah. is how a lot of people start uh-huh. with music which is yeah. funny because mm-hmm. it's easy to do so you yeah. just oh we're gonna be in a punk band. punk band did you ever listen to craig's brother no I okay so. uh, another tooth and nail yeah one? they were i think i believe they were or at least tooth and nail adjacent <laughs> yeah one of those like offshoot labels <laughs> right. yeah right solid state or something right like um yeah like i didn't i didn't Besides, like, playing with Jordan, like, writing our own little, like, stupid jams, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't play in a band until I was, like, a senior in high school. Okay, okay. Um, I played bass in a uh, Metallica-influenced band. 
Yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that's yeah. for your story. <laughs> it's, it's a part of my life. And I was the vocalist, which is scary. What? Yeah. No. No one else wanted to sing. Oh. We, had a, we got one show. We got one show at the San Antonio venue called The White Rabbit. And uh, no one wanted to sing. And I, I was like, I'll do it, whatever. And it's recorded, so we can all no hear this. Yeah, like friends come and like I I had never sang in a microphone before uh-huh. with like a monitor and that was like super weird, right? If you've you never hear, done that yeah, before, you can hear yourself, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm not on pitch at all. Yeah, like, my lyrics are terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so yeah, we were like the opening band, like like a twenty show, you know, twenty band bill, you know, one of those nights, right? And, uh, like the I remember the next band was like a uh, a black metal band with doing the whole corpse paint kind of stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, just super committed to that in San Antonio in it. July, you know. Oh, uh, and I, I left after that. <laughs> you didn't stay. I didn't. I didn't play with those guys ever again. There's 18 more bands, and you know what? Actually, I'm done. Entirely yeah, I'm done. So guys, I, I heard what I sound like. I gotta go. And I went to college. <laughs> I gotta fix this. Yeah. I'm probably not coming back, but yeah. I gotta go fix this. Yeah. We did record. We did record some stuff. Um, I have to track that down somewhere. That's funny, man. Yeah. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Was it easy to find a job? Kind of getting out of college, I like got, in audio engineering? No. Because I'm, I'm, I was going to say, I'm guessing Nashville is like it's this saturated. giant saturation yep, down there. Yep. Um, so I did a bunch of internships, basically. Okay. Um, I was, my focus was mastering, audio mastering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that as my senior thesis. I was really into it. Um, so I got a couple of internships at a couple of different mastering houses. Um, and like, you can kind of see the writing on the wall. That you're never gonna get hired, basically. It's just it's just that obvious. It's just that huh? obvious. Like the, mm. the the second engineer had been with him for like ten years, um, and he worked every night as like a cook at Applebee's, and then I like come in in the morning. Oh my gosh! And I was just like, Ugh. and like I wanted to get married to my wife. And right. Like I, like I gotta make money. Yeah. I can't this isn't gonna this. work. This isn't gonna work. Holy cow! Um, ten years and still had to still, have another yeah, job. Man. Yeah. Ooh. So bad. Um, and like it was so it was. One place I worked was really cool, um, Georgetown Masters in Nashville. Um, they they got a lot of like the the country stuff, okay. a lot of the the big label uh, stuff came through. Um, and the second one I worked for was a smaller one, and it was like soul sucking because you had to like master the backing tracks for church musicals. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's a thing. That's of a course, thing. Like that's someone's, someone's got someone's, someone's got to do, do it. That. Someone's got to pay the bill. It probably paid pretty well, um, but it was just like. Oh, man, I can't. <laughs> I'm losing can't myself. Do it. Can't do it. I see no future. Um, you know, and I could have tried harder, probably. But yeah. It was, you had to make the decision, like, I got to eat. I got to yeah. do stuff. Um, hindsight, everyone can hindsight. always try harder, man. Everyone can try harder. That's how um, it works. So I got a job at the uh, Tennessee newspaper in Nashville mm. in advertising, um, which is where all the washed up uh, uh, musicians end up eventually. Yeah. So. Yeah. You just uh, just selling ads and ad space and that? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, mm-hmm. yep. gotcha. Um, the yeah. newspaper. So if I mm-hmm. want to find some washed up musicians, Shit. Uh, well, you could up until a couple of months ago. They like destroyed the building, and I don't even know what's happening there. Anymore. What? Okay. Yeah. Um, but like there, there were some cool guys there. Um, yeah. That you know, had a, had some had talent, you know. Mm-hmm. But they were just like, we got to make money. Talents are one of those things like in that town. Like I, the more people I talk to is like, it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. Like you can be insanely talented and doesn't. it still doesn't get you that far. No. Mm-mm. God, it's so weird it to is. me. Like I, I, 
I don't get it. Yeah, you know, but so many so people still move there, you know, like, oh, I'm going to start my music career. Yeah, I got to move to Nashville. I got to go. I got to survive. I got to go. Uh, yeah. Do you recommend that? Like, if you're like, seriously, like, this is what I want to do. Like, is there value in moving to like a music hub like Nashville or Austin or Seattle or New York yeah, or something like there, that? Yeah, there is. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because um, you're going to meet, you know, people who are committed like you are. And rubbing shoulders, rubbing with people, shoulders you know, who want to do the same thing you're doing. Um, the talent base is, is broader, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Does that so, like put you like small fish, small fish in a big pond type mm-hmm. situation? Or is yeah. it more so like because the talent is broader and there's so much around, does it like force you to improve? It's a kind of yeah. one of those make or break things. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely will force you to improve. Okay. Um, you, yeah, you can't just try to coast by. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you can't pull so, Heath Johnson and yeah, like write a few songs every now and yeah, then. And, me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you, obviously you can, you can succeed on outside those kind of hubs. Sure. Sure. Um, but if like, I don't mean, I think it's worth it if you, that's what you want to do and you want to know what being around the best is like. Okay. Um, just getting that just experience. Getting, yeah. And it's not necessarily Nashville, but there's other places, you know, you mentioned them. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely if that's what you think you want to do, go do it. And you'll, yeah. you'll regret it if you don't try. Yeah. So you, you don't know? regret having been there and gone through that there. experience. No, man, I learned a lot of stuff. I had made yeah. some good friends and mm-hmm. I had to make a decision that, you know, let's try something different. Yeah. Um, well, and a lot but, of people move, they go there to like record an album and like, so then they can put on their Nashville recording Nashville artist. Recording you know? artists, yeah. <laughs> that's and that's hilarious. literally gotta be like, they just went to a studio there, booked some time some and time recorded it out. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. There's nothing yep. special about that. Yeah. If you only see yeah, a label on the back. Yeah. Yeah. So sure looks fancy though on sure, the posters. Sure, sounds good. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, so paying the studio musicians bills. So do you good. market yourself as a, as a Nashville mastering I artist? No, you don't, you don't do don't. that. You just keep that in your back pocket, in, my back pocket. in case someone yeah, asks. Someone really that. wants to know my, <laughs> my past. Yeah. So aside from audio engineering, though, mm-hmm. you you also play guitar. Yep. Um, and the pedal steel, mm-hmm. which is your most recent instrument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when did you start like actually playing the music instead of like, yeah. doing the audio recording? So part? I mean, like I when I was a kid, I played it because you, you got to practice on yourself you know um, right, right so like guitar and i my i'll bring back jordan into this he like i started taking guitar when I was in second grade classical guitar uh-huh. um and then i realized like i want to rock i'll be a rock star uh so i got somehow i got electric guitar on eventually um so i've been playing that for for a couple of years um classical and then maybe like two or three years on electric maybe if that and then jordan got a guitar and he just proceeds to like whip out just like solos after solos he just can? like yeah God, just people like, like when that, i was man. you know i was just what's wrong what's you? wrong with you so i was like i crap i gotta do something else yeah i can't do this um so i got i bought a bass i bought a bass guitar mm-hmm. um and then um i bought like more random instruments like mandolins, banjos, lap steels, things okay. like that. Just to kind of like the utility musician, utility musician, just basically just to do something. You can. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. If you're not like, you know, Jack of all trades, master of none, you know, that kind of right. thing. Oh yeah. Uh, so like, you know, it helped me with like my own recording stuff, you know, like, well, let's play bass on this. I'll play lap steel on this. Yeah. Um, so I'd always been doing that. Uh, and, but I really thought I wanted to do audio engineering. That's like what I want to do and work in studio. Mm-hmm. I want to be that guy. Um, and then when 
that didn't kind of materialize, I kept getting calls from people to play in their bands. Um, just because they knew you played all played these stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that led to more, more performance stuff. Yeah. Um, more playing in bands. Um, so yeah, a couple of groups in Nashville that I played with. Um, and then eventually we, my family made the move to Nebraska. Yeah. Um, and I was one of the big fish in a very small pond. So like everyone knew that I played guitar. So, you know, gas to play everyone's band. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Do you have like seven different bands that you were in? Oh, not that many. No. <laughs> I mean, it's Nebraska. So there's like, there were two bands, Heath. Let's get it right. So, yeah. You know? I mean, I, I was. See, so when I, when I remember growing up in Nebraska, mm-hmm. like I remember like North Platte, mm-hmm. Grand Island, Kearney, all had like several bands. They were all young kids, you know, yeah, and stuff like that, uh, but they all had bands. And, uh, um, cause it was like, it, it was a, it was a very, uh, exotic thing. If, oh, you can play a guitar cause uh-huh. they don't teach guitar at any of the schools no, there, yeah. you know? So it was just like this crazy cool thing. We had a, so the, the interstate exit to North Platte is exit 77. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know the one of the kids at uh, my uh, church camp every summer. Like he was in a band, and their band was called Exit Seventy Seven <laughs> because this is the late nineteen nineties, yeah. and that was super freaking cool, you that know. Person, yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh wow, you get the stickers and everything. Like, uh-huh. Exit Seventy Seven, that's brilliant. Yeah. And and uh, they play, but I remember when I moved to Omaha, my senior year, like there was. a bunch of bands all over the place in Omaha yeah. and a lot of my friends were in them and like death metal and Ben punk and everything like that. But then exit 77 came to play a show with them on. I'm like, Oh no way. Yeah. I haven't seen them in like a year. Uh-huh. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Like this is from where I grew up. And of course, like they had a whole different new, new people in it. Yeah. Like none of them were the guys I knew it's all, but it's still exit 77. Yeah, like there was like the drummer from like two iterations. Go stick <laughs> right. around so he could see the name. Right. Yeah. He's still there. Yeah. He's still there. But you find it funny, like bands that, when you were a kid that you looked up to like local bands. Yeah. Like how you thought they were so cool. And then like you become 35, like I am. And you're like, Oh gosh, <laughs> like I wasn't any cooler than like Gary was. Yeah. Not you at know? all. It's like, like I keep, keep, I keep worrying that my daughter is going to come home one day and like from high school and say, dad, I'm dating someone and he's in a band. And I'm like, <laughs> no, he He's a drummer in his mom's garage. Yeah. Let's not make him a, he's in not, a band. He's not a band. He, Don't bring him yeah. home. No. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, you got to start somewhere. Everyone's got to start yeah, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. That's just how yeah. it works. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so uh, and you just moved to Nebraska for the hell of it. Yeah, well, just... not not for the hell of it, but uh, my so oh, my wife's sister. Um, oh yeah, is our sister in law? I guess is her name. Um, well, uh, is big into horses. Yeah, uh, worked at a dude ranch in Colorado, and then met this cowboy from Nebraska. Okay, married him, and they moved to his family's ranch in Nebraska. And while my wife was in PT school, she did a clinical out in the in Ainsworth, Nebraska, um, where they were at. Gotcha. And that's right. So when she graduated, they were like, "You want a job?" And we were like, "Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> Why not?" Because like you know, they pay help pay your loans. Right. It's low cost of living. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You, you like. 30 yeah, bucks was, of groceries to get you I through mean, the month, man. Yeah. I've been doing advertising for like five years and I was like, yeah, let's try something different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we moved to Ainsworth, Nebraska population, like 1500 coming from like, I grew yeah. up in San Antonio, live in Nashville. Like I not, could not comprehend. 
yeah how small this place was when you get there and you're like okay okay yeah like, this is I, what's happening now. i moved in and like it's a grocery store and someone's like are you the guy who moved in the house down there with the blue car <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure why I get in the southern accent because no one has a southern accent there. Um, I mean. But, um, yeah. yeah. So it, <laughs> it, was, it was a big adjustment. Big adjustment. Sure. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, that's, uh, I, that's, I grew up in, I did the exact opposite. I grew up in the small towns and then moved to Omaha, yeah. uh-huh. which was the big city, you know, and Omaha is still, like, I think, it, even with its like suburbs, like a million, million two, which yeah. is nothing like. You think of like New York or Chicago or, mm-hmm. you know, probably San yeah. Antonio even, you know? Yeah, like, we remember the million. My favorite, my favorite Onion article ever is, uh, it's like a uh, rural Nebraska man unsure what to think about this North Platte traffic. <laughs> 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 and like, that's so real. Like you talk to people and they'll be like, oh God, we got to go down to Kearney this weekend. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so dude, rough. Traffic lights. Dude, Kearney was like, <laughs> when, so when we wanted to go shopping, like North Platte was the closest mall, right? Yeah, so we're uh-huh. like, oh, cool. But then like when it was really special, like back to school, like we're going to do something, you know, we'd go to Kearney. Kearney. And that was like the Target. coolest thing <laughs> ever. It was two and a half hours, I think, at least, possibly three from, mm-hmm. from Arthur, yeah. you know, and uh, Ogallala. But um, yeah, it was Kearney or we'd shoot all the way out to Scott's Bluff. Oh, man. Because like I, I had family out there, yeah. So we're like, well, we can go see them for the day. But like, th- looking back at it now, it's like, man, there's just you just get accustomed to being in a car. Oh, and there's, I mean, yeah. it's the same thing up here in South Dakota. Like mm-hmm. the people that live like in the middle of the state and everything like that. Like going an hour or so for just to hang out with someone is nothing. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's only an hour away. Yeah. Like for me now, like like. Rapid City is like, okay, I plan to go to Rapid City and it's only mm-hmm. 40 miles down the road. <laughs> I just don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Piedmont. Well, uh, I have some friends in Montana and it's like, yeah. they have, you know, when they have bands in Montana, everyone lives like four hours apart from each other and it's nothing to just yeah. drive four hours for a two hour practice mm-hmm. and then drive back. They just, it's just normal. Yeah. I don't get it, I don't, man. I, mean, I wouldn't. I, yeah. I mean, you get used to it eventually, but I wouldn't want I to just, try to. I mean, if you're... I feel like the amount of audiobooks I would consume would just increase exponentially. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but then like I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know. Like that's a long. I better have a damn good car. You know, <laughs> yeah. like super cushiony seat, <laughs> but seats. not a, not enough to make me want to fall asleep. But no, just no, enough no, no. to just like, pain, yeah, going. yeah. I mean, yeah. like pokes me every now and then, or <laughs> lights me on fire, and like wake up. Oh, sorry. Okay, I don't know. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Couldn't do it, but that's people man that's mm-hmm. everyone's everyone's got that but if you grow yeah. up in it yeah you don't know anything it. different yeah. like mm-hmm. like uh uh scott sweet and hyannis yeah you know, like oh gosh he drives that's all it. over the place you know it's nothing for him he just no, comes yeah, up here and does practice and that and um but it's it's funny talking mm-hmm. with him just because you know we grew up around the same area yeah. and didn't even know it and you know until now but mm-hmm. yeah so so that got you so you playing your own stuff um we keep we keep sidetracking, which is that's, which yeah, is yeah. great. You know that's how that's how it works. But yeah. playing your own stuff, uh-huh. so you could record and learn how to record. That's yeah. what really mm-hmm. got you into it. Was there ever a point where you like just decided I'm going to really learn this? Like I'm going to really start to learn. Like not just oh I'm yeah. going to play the bass so I can get a few things down to record, but I'm going to know how to play this entirely. Or was that like from the start? Like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. Yeah, I mean I tried to master the instrument as much as I could. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, 
could I spend like more time on mandolin for sure, you know, but I needed yeah. it for like three chords in the song. So I right. that. Right. Um, learning the chord shapes and that, um, yeah, I just always wanted to do something new. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it, that's I still kept, the case. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to try new things and yeah. Like I, I get bored with how guitars sound. Like I want guitar to sound like nothing like a guitar. Yeah. You know, I want pedal steel to sound nothing like pedal steel. Yeah. Um, just because I don't know. It's just how I am. Just I'm try to find how like, weird you can make it. How weird you can make it like, like in the context of a song yeah. that, like, and not be obnoxious about it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, you can definitely, I mean, it's people have done it and like, okay, yeah. you should have just let that ride as it was. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a lot of the like uh, synth experimental reggae techno rock. Well, you know, you just you yeah. can throw as many genres as you want on it. But like some mm-hmm. of it, I hear, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you got no one to stop. I don't know if someone was just like, let's put as many random notes together as I can and call it good or what. <laughs> but whew, man, yeah, it's it's a thing though. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got a few friends that still do that, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've been through those phases too. Like I got yeah. super into like analog synths for a while. Okay. Um, and like making terrible, uh, electronic music, which I still <laughs> do for fun. Um, like I, uh, I got to um, introduce you to my friend, Kyle. That's yeah, all he does. That's all he does. Yeah. He lives here and he just moved here to Spearfish right, dude, uh, a couple years ago. You guys should meet. Um, yeah, yeah. Like in college I played in this band, like we were, there's a band called LCD sound system. I don't know if you've heard of them or not. Um, I don't, not, not yeah, that I recall. That's all right. Uh, but they were, they, they hit like right when I was like a junior, mm-hmm. um, in college and me and my best, one of my best friends, Samantha, like we were in love with them. Like mm-hmm. we, we gotta, we gotta do something. So, but we were, you know, not serious about it at all. So like I had garage band and fruity loops, um, which is like a, like a soft synth program basically. Okay. Okay. Um, and we, we, we started a band called the Disco Arts and Crafts Collective. So I just made, I made just like beats and, and disco songs. And she just sang about arts and crafts, like knitting and macrame and, and uh, like sewing and stuff like that. All the songs are about that. And then I would cover uh, like 90s, uh, 80s and 90s alt rock songs and like a disco. <laughs> so I did like pixie songs or like killing yeah. joke songs and stuff like that. Um, and we just did like house shows around Nashville for a while. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was, it was super fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, do you have stickers? Parties. Oh, I don't I want, stickers. I want a sticker. No, that I don't says, think we didn't. I don't think we did merch. Oh man. No, you should like, let's, let's make one. I'll, I'll, I'll bankroll it. I want that sticker somewhere <laughs> just to have we had, it. We had a music video at some point too. That's um, funny. man. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy got me into the synths. Um, and then I played with another guy, uh, named Justin, in Nashville, we did like more like nine inch nails inspired stuff, mm-hmm. a little more harder stuff. Um, and we, uh, our name was JCVD, which was John Claude Van Damme. Oh my God. That's amazing. Um, that's and amazing. so we, yeah, we did it. We basically did like house shows, DJ and house shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then like right after that is when I moved to Nebraska. Is it pretty got, common out there in Nashville to like, no matter what your specific style or, or genre of interest mm-hmm. is that you just kind of do a bunch of stuff because of who you meet. Like, yeah, hey, let's try Let's just try something. Like, that, does that, that just was, happen? That was my experience. So, yeah. okay, okay. Like I played in like Brit pop bands. I played in like hard rock bands. Um, 
electronic stuff but it's got to give you like a, music a yeah. wide range of like talent i guess like if hey this is mm-hmm. what we're going for like you're yeah. able to jump in and like oh okay i can do that i can do that yep. and get mm-hmm. it and everything mm-hmm. that's that's uh yeah i mean that's i'm i'm kind of a one shirt pony i mean <laughs> i have my own stuff which i keep telling people like it, when i write a song myself it does not sound country but like if i'm going out to play like i i love country music yeah. and that's what uh-huh. i play and everything like that you know so yeah but I don't, and my own, my own stuff is, doesn't sound, doesn't sound country, you know? Yeah. I mean, unless I make it like when you we were together, to, like yeah, when we were yeah. playing with Ruthless West, uh-huh. like that stuff. That was pretty country. I, I, definitely forced, country. I forced your hand on that. I yeah. Think. But yeah. I think that was good though, because uh-huh. I've been sitting on a lot of those songs for a long time mm-hmm. and, uh, I enjoy it and, and loved it. And, um, we still got, we've got to figure it out. We should play again. We should. We got to We got line to line up a show or two. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, find it find a weekend that you're playing with brandon jones and say sorry i've got eric this weekend or something like that <laughs> yeah or just open we'll just open for it That'd yeah be good yeah um yeah but that was kind of the thing that i like i noticed like two like i've been strictly like acoustic guitar mm-hmm. you know so for me to even with my electric like when i go to pick that up like yeah. you don't play that like you do an acoustic so it's nope. hard for me to like mm-hmm. switch and figure out how would i even play this song with an electric guitar you know yeah. it's mm-hmm. very very different so getting that experience and being able to jump from genre to genre is mm-hmm. i don't know pretty cool yeah so it's, it's, it's fun it yeah it's interesting yeah. yeah i can imagine yeah here's what it is but <laughs> so then you moved up here was it a couple is it two years ago now well no i've been here almost four years has it been four well like three and a half probably yeah wow no yeah it has been. Uh-huh. My God, I know. So much has changed. So I'm four years. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to ten. Well, obviously, I remember what I was doing four years ago because we just talked about it. But <laughs> like, man, oh man, I did not realize it was four years. Yeah. That's that's crazy. That's really really crazy. And one. you're uh, uh, so you're you're playing with Brandon Jones a lot now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started playing him about a year ago. Um, doing pedal steel and guitar. Yeah. Um which it's it's been fun like we've been to a lot of towns i would never think that existed yeah um, or convinced that yeah um it's like a really really good one that you're like oh okay yeah what is this here we go let's get on stage see what happens yeah (laughs) (laughs) what is happening um (laughs) but no it's been fun uh the band's really good um i've enjoyed playing with them and brandon's got some original soft stuff now too so we're doing that and it's it's it goes over really well so when That's we fun. were, when he was, mm-hmm. we were chatting when I first started the yeah. show and, uh, he had, was just getting ready to go and record that. He recorded that down in Nashville. He I did. Think. Yeah. yeah. But so we, he, don't, we don't bill our, you don't put that on the Nashville CD. Like, artists, Nashville no. artists, you know, but, uh, we, he was talking about, he was mm-hmm. getting ready to go down there. So, um, yeah, I'm glad he actually did it. And, yeah. Know, thing, it, so. it was, a, it, it turned out really well. Um, the songs are really good. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, are you on it at all? Or is it, no, it was no, just studio musicians just down there. They got some killer guys to play on it. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, so we just get to reinterpret it right. live. You there know? you go. Uh-huh. A song's never done, man. You can never, make it whenever you want. Never done. Yep, that's cool. So yeah, it's 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 been good. Um, we're going out to the Grizzly Rose in Denver in about a week or so. Okay. Um, uh, we're just doing a whole week at that venue, um, and then we open for uh, somebody national. <laughs> Oh really? Is uh, it a secret? No, stuff? it's not. Oh. <laughs> it's not. I know. I just don't yeah. remember you it. Play either. one of his songs too. That's funny. 
Oh, Jordan Davis is his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I've, I've never listened to his stuff, yeah. but I, I know yeah. the name. I yeah. Mean, it's, uh, it's Bro Country. Okay. Um, but we oh, get to open for So, I mean, I'm sure it'll be a big crowd and yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah. it's good. Yeah. That, uh, guy, yeah. I've never heard a single thing of his stuff, though. But it's all right. I listened to Brandon. So, yeah. you know, there you go. Yeah. Listen to that. And you've been, um, so like I was talking about when mm-hmm. earlier when you were like, you recorded my EP yeah. and, um, but you've been working with the music room doing mm-hmm. a lot of stuff down there. Just, yep. uh, are you just kind of, is it kind of like a, as higher thing? Like if someone calls to book yeah. the music room, mm-hmm. do they also have to ask for you? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm basically okay. freelance out of there. Okay. Um, okay. and so people will, some people do ask to work with me. That's cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, uh, mostly it's projects I bring in. Okay. Like Kenny, uh, yeah. Chris Husinga, um, those kind of guys, um, I bring in both great albums. Yeah. Um, Who all have you recorded up here, like locally? Is it so Kenny, Chris, Kenny, myself, Chris, you, um, Anna, uh, Kim, and Harlan? Yeah. Um, who else? There, uh, there are some people out of like Rapid, uh, Aaron Vidal. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I can't remember. You do, that. but you do a lot. <laughs> like you're definitely. Yeah, I like, try to stay busy. Um, uh, a go-to guy as far yeah. as hey. Mm-hmm. Call Eric. Yep, yep. I, uh, I I feel like I specialize in like the country and root stuff up here. Yeah. Um, which is it's fun. So. It's easy to market up here. It's so easy a lot, to market a lot of here. people do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a niche. Um, did uh, did Lacey get in touch with you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so she called Adam over the music room and then yeah. uh, uh, basically asked for me. Okay. To help. Yeah. Um, I told her I was like, you should talk to talk to Eric. He's who recorded my. She was listening to my EP. Oh, she okay. Was, who recorded it? And I was yeah. like, it was Eric. You mm-hmm. call him. And so. Yeah. So hopefully I get to work with her because she's got some killer songs. Yeah. Basically she's, what I've heard. She's um, crazy good. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully that works out. And uh, it was tough like this year because I was basically on the road like every weekend. Yeah. Um. So like the first couple of years I got a lot of stuff under my belt up here, and then mm-hmm. this year was kind of kind of. Uh, sparse so hopefully see if i can get some more stuff going sure here. yeah is is uh playing playing with brandon is that like one of the larger bands you've ever played with oh for sure by far yeah okay like just constant gigs and constant yeah. um the production that goes into it and that kind of stuff like you know it, it's not a bose tower you know right that goes into it um, yeah so that that kind of level uh, we definitely we played me. with a Fishman Tower, Fishman Eric. Tower, get it sorry. right. <laughs> <laughs> so much easier. My Actually, God. have you loaded? Have you had to freaking load a sub oh, into God, a trailer? I don't. I don't um, Brutal. The closest I've ever come, I think I helped unload for Kenny one day. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was by far the closest I ever came to even having to do oh anything to that level. It yeah, like, ugh. it's it's tough. It's funny, like people I work with think like, because Brandon has some name notoriety, right? You know, they think like we have roadies and stuff like that. Yeah, They're like yeah, fun life. Like, yeah, there's the roadie. You it's don't the band. Under, you understand, like it's, and it's I made a it, lot of work. Man, when I got in the band, like they were taking forever to tear down. Yeah, like they would take two hours to tear down. I was like, I don't got that kind of time. Yeah. Uh, well, when we played, dude, we would like get done yeah. and we're out in we're twenty out, minutes or 20 less. Minutes you know? So I got it. I got us. <laughs> Like eventually to like tear down like under an hour. That's that was my goal for for last year. Like we we have to do this quicker. Like I don't want to stick around. Was the two hours just because you guys would take your just, time? Yeah, just messing around, talking, chat. Yeah, talking, chat. That, like that's fine if Brandon wants to do that. Like, right. That's cool, man. That's what that's what you're there for. Yeah. 
Um, but like the rest of us, like let's buckle down and get this done. Cause I don't want to sit in Eagle Butte, South Dakota for yeah. three hours yeah. waiting, you know, just staring at the night. No offense to Eagle Butte. I South mean, Dakota. you know, it, yeah. everything's got their own thing, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, no, I totally get it. But I mean, that's why, I mean, I love having the smaller setup. I love doing the smaller yeah. things cause it's so much easier to tear down and set up. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been looking at, um, switching from the, from the fish stick to the, uh, the uh, LR bags um, is it the Synapse? Yeah, yeah I think it's the Synapse. Okay. It's a just it's a one speaker thing, oh. but it's like it's unreal how good it sounds. Yeah, like, like it those little small ones are like blew for, me away for the, like the smaller club and like restaurant stuff. That's perfect. You don't need anything. Well, else. it's funny how yeah. like you know we were we were talking about this right mm-hmm. here. You know the yeah. uh, this Roadcaster, but the um, the more like something builds in a market, the more like people realize you need to create products for that market, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and that's what those things are. And they just keep getting better. You know, I had the Mm -hmm. first, the first fishman, um, it's the SA 220. And I had that for a year or two before the 330 came out and I switched to that. And now it's like, you know, LR bags is making a really good, you know, compatible and, Mm -hmm. you know, competition for it. And I heard, uh, um, Wayne Bay has one oh, and I yeah. first heard it and played through it, uh, last some last winter at his garage party. And I uh-huh. went, this is unreal. And it's so <laughs> much, it's so much smaller. It's like, bloop, here yeah. you go. Uh-huh. You know? So yeah, definitely not picking up the big subs and hanging no, out an hour no, after it. Not, not cool, man. <laughs> uh, maybe someday we'll get roadies, but yeah. yeah. So how many times is, do you get how many shows does Brandon do a year? Like, are you playing with them? It's man, it's a lot. It's um, almost every weekend through the summer. We can right? like double up, or I had like a list of how many we did. I mean, it's over sixty, probably. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Probably a lot more, but I, yeah. I can't remember right now. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like, well, we do like Sturgis, so I mean, that's like ten days of shows, and right? Stuff, just and constant. Counts into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it, definitely busy. You guys are the, the lot American lineup and Sturgis, yeah. aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It's you guys and um, I'm trying to remember. The, it's Chancy. Usually, yeah. It's Chancy. I think Chancy does like one night. He's he's too big now to do. A no kidding. Yeah, man, really. He does like flies in for like one night. Yeah. When did that happen? Dude, he signed with uh, William Morris. No, you know I did not hear about yeah, this. Yeah, man. So he's oh, I can't remember who's opening for, but it's like someone really big. Um, oh, so he signed with William Morris. Um, maybe like two or three months ago. Yeah. Okay. So. So like as far as like home slice and that, are you guys like the big country band now for them and that they use? Um, because they've I, got. Well, f- so I think Chancey's like maybe still technically part of home slice, kind of tied to it in, in some um, way. But uh, yeah, as far as like probably the country genre, we're Brandon's probably yeah they're kind of a the go to and everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, he's he's good, man. Yeah, his man. story is funny. How he got into music, yeah, it's like yeah. karaoke, karaoke and like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, however you get there, man. That's yeah. how you know. You start. I mean, he's, he's a fantastic front man. Yeah. 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 Do you? Um, my wife loves his smile. She goes, oh, he's yeah. just so silly. Yeah. Because it just, I just, ah, oh, he's just I'm like, honey, calm down. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> but she just loves him. She goes, he's yeah. such a fun guy yeah, to man. see and mm-hmm. perform and talk to, and yeah. and she's absolutely right. He is. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy it yeah. every time I see him. So yeah. Um, we shoot the shit every now and then on Facebook mm-hmm. and that, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so what do you got going on? What do you got going on now? Like we, there's a lot more we could probably talk about, but like, what's, uh, sure. What's uh, the obvious things going on? In so you're still life. doing like music room. Yeah. Still, still, still with Brandon. There, still with Brandon. Um, you play with, uh, Andrew a lot yeah, too. Yeah. I play trap kit. Um, yeah, we, I do maybe like 
two or three shows a year with him. Okay. Um, when I can, um, it's it's fun because I get to to uh, make a pedal steel and not sound like a pedal steel. Yeah. Is the well, his music gives you the opportunity gives to the opportunity try to something that. different. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, yeah, he's he's great. Um, he knows how to to market himself really well. You know what I mean? God, he's I don't he's brilliant. So at good, it. so good. So like we I get a lot of cool opportunities to with him um like doing the white wall sessions and that kind of stuff yeah um and we were uh we're hopefully getting some some more music out uh hopefully here pretty soon we have with with andrew with, with andrew but okay. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a whole lot different than what uh people normally hear from him Ooh. put it that way interesting so yeah we got one track done keep us tantalized yeah Don't we got one track done much. and so hopefully we get some more get some more done here that's cool pretty soon yeah. does he have like a are you guys like shooting for a deadline or just kind of no, whenever no, it happens whenever happens yeah 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 so we got, got that going on and then anna robbins and i are, are talking about doing some more like electronic stuff too so wow we'll be we got we got a couple tracks done um that we did maybe like a year ago okay and then it kind of kind of fell to the wayside um but we i met with her yesterday and so we're gonna try to get that going again okay mm-hmm. man you do you do like to stay busy that's really I, cool i try to yeah. yeah um but i have i have two kids now so it's, right it's yeah not easy to to find that kind of time well so, yeah you know what it's like I, I do yeah i do and i mean you wouldn't trade for anything you know you no. just have to figure it yeah. out it's mm-hmm. a whole new whole new way of looking at life and looking at your schedule yeah. but it's a. Uh, at some at some point you just figure it out it's like okay mm-hmm. we just you just make it work yeah yeah you know you they, the, they were saying like in the first year of a parent's life with their new kid they lose like is it four months of sleep probably like four you know yeah four months total what you uh-huh. would normally sleep in four months you lose that and like and you still work you know and the kid's still alive and you know you're yeah, just like somehow. going so it's yeah. like something there's something about it you just you just yeah. figure it out uh-huh. you know but yeah yeah unbelievable. We, should, we should probably also talk about dad memes oh my god memes. dude we i so <laughs> We we spend a lot, spend of, a lot time, of time on dad memes. We spend a lot of time sending each other Instagram memes from. There's a few. There's middle class middle fancy, class fancy is, uh, fantastic, which uh, is hands down one of my all time favorite yeah. Instagram accounts. They nail it every, every time. time. Like, it like hits you in the soul. You're oh like, my god! Oh. <laughs> oh. The stuff that you like. Oh man! I think we're talking about like sweatpants one time. I was like, man, I get all these targeted ads for sweatpants now. (laughs) And I think, God, that looks great. I want to wear that. And you were like, I, like you said some name. I was like, yeah, this ad is like, yeah, I bought that. I totally bought those (laughs) pants. Well, no, it's funny because they they got sent to me. And I I remember I was like, these, these look, these look amazing. And I bought them. And I was like, I looked at the like cart bill and I'm like, these are really expensive sweatpants, <laughs> but, they're but gonna I feel bet they're so, so great. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And, and they yeah. are, they're amazing. Yeah. Not even going to tell you the brand because I want all of them. Yeah. So yeah. Middle-class fancy just mm-hmm. kills it. I love their Rand and Nance jokes the that Rand they throw Nance, in. Man. That's great. That's so real. <laughs> I but I'm like, cause yeah, cause we play, we play in bands. So we see Rand and Nance all the time. Just dancing in the all front. The time. Like just the middle class uh what middle class 50, 50 is, like 55 to 60 um made some money uh yeah. screwed over our generation somehow yeah made enough to have yeah. ha- to enjoy their retirement <laughs> life but we all know we're paying for it later yeah. and they're just out they're, there cutting it up like oh man d- <laughs> fishing in the dark <laughs> well sign me up it's going crazy i love the uh 
the one that I always tell him, it looks like Chris Houston gay. <laughs> and he has that smile on his face. And every time I send it to him, and there was one they did where it was his face in three different poses. And it was the live, laugh, love. I swear, like, I want that. I want a picture, but it's Chris's face doing that. And I'm going to hang it up in my house. My wife's going to be so pissed. But so, um, yeah. oh, God, they kill it every, yeah, every time so I good. see it. Yeah. Um, I was, every time I see him, I'm like, should I send this to Eric or do I, do I think he's already seen it already? I probably and I'm like, I don't it. care. I'm going to send yeah. it anyway. anyway. <laughs> he's probably already seen it. Yeah. Neat dad's a good Neat one. Neat dad's a good one. Oh, um, my gosh. But we yeah. get to do that. We're yeah. we're in our mid-30s. Yeah. We get to pull out dad jokes. It's it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. And the world just has to deal with it. And I think dad jokes are amazing. It's good. Like, just they're quality not, humor. You, oh God, they're not, you're not going to fall off the seat of your pants laughing, but no, like... But it'll hit you later. They uh. just... They're a slow burn. Yeah. They're a slow burn and you get it and you're like, okay, this is, this is just clever. And I think the the thing I find most clever about it is because like, if it was just a random person telling the joke, I would hate it. But because it's classified as the dad (laughs) joke, like, oh my God. Cause everyone's felt that everyone knows what it feels like when your dad tells a joke and you're like, okay. Uh, Yeah. Like some sort of phrase. Yeah. Oh my God. Those are so good. You find yourself saying it. You're like, oh. Have you picked Like, oh, do you have man. a favorite? Like, what's your favorite dad joke? Oh man. I don't know if I have a favorite one. Or at least one that you've, you, you happen to mention often or use. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> man. I'm trying to think what I tell my kids. I don't know. Mostly we just do fart jokes. Is it fart one time? Yeah. Like my poop jokes like Terry can't stand it, but me and Joan is all about the poop jokes. <laughs> I can imagine her just sitting there, like, oh my gosh, oh god. <laughs> like, uh, but you know, she's laughing a little bit inside yes, too, because yes, like, yeah. they're funny, man. They're fr- it's man, it's it's so good, uh, so 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 funny. My mm-hmm. the first time I ever remember anyway hearing a dad joke, um. It, it stuck with me for the rest of my life. And that's the way dad jokes work. They don't ever leave. But it was my pastor in Arthur, Nebraska. Nice. Um, we were hanging out. All the kids were hanging out, you know, the youth group and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he was the head pastor, not the youth pastor, the, the senior pastor. And he's, you know, trying to be cool. Yeah. Like, hello, kids. Hello, you know? fellow teenagers. Hello, fellow teens. <laughs> I love that meme, too. Yeah. But uh, he comes over and he, he just starts talking to us. And it, it it was weird because mm-hmm. you know you're a kid you don't talk to the yeah. head pastor you yeah, know it's for the pastor, it's for, that's like, who your parents talk to. Yeah. But uh, he goes, hey, did you guys uh, just seen the news about the the trucker that got uh, pulled over for speeding? And we're like, no, we we sure didn't, Glenn. I forget, <laughs> I forget what his name was. Uh, I'm sure if I thought about it long enough, I could remember it, Frank. but. Uh, he goes, yeah, he was hauling ass fault. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, we're like, our pastor just about said, oh, oh God. And like to this day, I remember that entire moment, like just picture perfect because one, it's a dad joke and two, it came from the pastor (laughs) who was pretending, (laughs) pretending to say a cuss word. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, pastors in like weird situations that like you don't expect them in, or like yeah. say stuff. That's like the best. Yeah, like we had a. I was going up. I had a pastor. Um, so we grew up Church of Christ, right? And like we didn't mm-hmm. have any instruments in, in worship. 
right? She's acapella. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, me, Jordan and his brother-in-law, Ben, wait, like not even an organ or a piano, organ, nothing. Just, just you uh, pick up the had, hymnal and you had, it's all you had a hymnal. You had notes. You had the, um, worship they had a pitch pipe. So we'd like get the, get the yeah, key get the key, and then, oh then start it. Gosh. Um, anyway, so like every year they had like a summer retreat. Mm-hmm. And so me, Ben and Jordan, uh, decided we wanted to get a band for like the talent show. And somehow pastor Mark played drums. Oh my gosh. And when like, apparently it was like a huge, like ZZ top fan. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so we got him in the band, uh, with us, you know, which is like super weird, you know, cause right. again, like 35, 40 year old dude, teenagers. And you're and and I'm sure you had to practice, sure to practice too, you know? And then we found this like one dude who played saxophone. Oh in the my church. gosh. That's and, amazing. Like, it was this, uh, like military dude. It was amazing. It's such a weird group. Um, but yeah, it was like so weird. Like the pastor playing drums with you. Yeah. You know, like they're like in a, yeah, you don't expect that no, to happen. Not Especially drums. in a church of Christ, you know, not drums. That's basically like a pastor saying ass was yeah. him playing drums. Yeah. Because yeah, Be- <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say this once. Yeah. Drummers. You can tell the drummer. Like I can, you can point out a band and I know who's the drummer. Yeah. Pretty much 90% of the time. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the drummer. Yeah. And so for it to be the pastor, the pastor also. Just wailing away to like, uh, you know, tush. Tush. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was this 90s? It would have been like early 2000s. Early 2000s. Like 2000, 2002 okay. probably. Because I graduated in 03. Yeah. So before I, I graduated. Okay. High school. My gosh, that's yeah. amazing. It's fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> See, all these things that we have in our past that aren't recorded, when yeah. now, like, it would just be by default, everything is recorded now. Yeah, like, like, if you're playing normal. like that, your parents or someone yeah. out there someone is had recording like a it. Someone videotape of it somewhere. Yeah. I think but, I have, like, photos, but, yeah, no one had a right. cell phone. So all of our memories are just in our heads, you yeah, know? Like, like, I keep looking at, entirely like... Entirely accurate. Like my, my youngest daughter, like I look at it, like we have pictures and videos of her from pretty much every day of her life so far in yeah. 10 months, you know, uh-huh. it's like, huh, that's just yeah. not a thing for me. Like I've got a few photos from when I was a no, kid, yeah. but like stuff like that, like memories like that. Uh-huh. I just, it's in my memory or my mom's yeah. memory. She mm-hmm. never forgets the damn thing. But like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, or like man. they save, uh, my mom saves a lot of stuff, you yeah. know, like, and then like has slowly been unloading it. Just to you or to, like well, or I mean, revealing it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, be like, here's this box of baseball cards. <laughs> and then like, I want to keep it. And then I'm like, but I don't really need it. I don't need it. Tops from 1992. Dude, it's I a great year. Like, tops. I got some Chipper Jones in here. A little Dave Winfield. Ooh. You know? um, but yeah, I get, so she kept all that stuff. And Sell those on slowly. eBay. It's all eBay. Make some money. That's on my eBay cash. My brother's got a giant card collection. Yeah. And I keep wondering if he's going to ever do anything with it. Cause I mean, you don't do anything with it. And no. You sell it to like someone who thinks that it's worth something. Yeah. But know. some of them like, like it's like, it's like, like antique dolls, like doll yeah. houses and doll uh-huh. collections and doll museums. Like mm-hmm. they're like, why is this? But people go ape shit over it. And they're like, here's, you know, here's a, here's $5,000 for this doll. Like, yeah. What? Okay. It's doll? like the same thing with cars anyways i mean yeah same thing with the guitars too oh like, yeah you know yeah value in the eye of the beholder i guess you know you've got a collection i, I do you've got a substantial would you call it substantial i mean it's more than what i have it's so more, it's more than i need okay uh, do you have a brand like a go-to brand uh gnl is my go-to yeah okay um 
for like telecasters now stuff but like i bought i bought my first prs this year did you really it was like it was a correct like it was a crisis of like conscience buying it because like i associated it with new metal yeah or like like really bad blues i guess <laughs> um <laughs> Like, just by default, just by this, default is, this is what this brand like, was made for. Yeah, this is what it's brand made for. But like, so I, I, we had a gig that we we're going to go play in East River mm-hmm. and it got canceled because of the weather. And so I was, I was like in rapid, I was like, I'm just going to Haggerty's because like, what am I doing? Right. Uh, so I went down there and I just, and I, I knew I needed like a guitar with humbuckers mm-hmm. um, to kind of nail a tone I was looking for. And so I played like every guitar there and like this PRS was like my favorite guitar I played. On. Wow. So I was like, I had to like think about it. I was like, man, do I want to go down that road? And I did. Mm. Um, it's because you're in your mid thirties. now. in my thirties, man. Like Making I got some life changes. Got to, just got to buy blues lawyer guitars. Um, PRS is the middle class fancy. Middle class fancy guitar. guitar. It is. It is. <laughs> um, but man, it's a super solid guitar. Yeah. Um, so that's my, and yeah, that's my most recent edition. Okay. Yeah. No, I bought a reverend uh recently too that's a great name for a guitar that's brand. great great guitar yeah. um yeah so but gnl is probably my go-to brand for a while yeah mm-hmm. yeah because i remember you playing you had the gnls and mm-hmm. um was your your acoustic was a martin right yeah martin. yeah that's yep. right mm-hmm. yeah i'm i've i don't know if i'll ever switch from gibson yeah but you get your preferences but I, like I, just, I think it's because i want it and then I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah you're like stick with something but i don't know sure like the Martin, the D28 mm-hmm. is like a bucket list guitar for me. Yeah. I want that guitar at yeah, some point. Be. I want that guitar at some point. Like a, yeah. not a new one. Like I want to find one that's at least, at least 20 or more years old, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe 15. I'd maybe go yeah. 15, you know, Yeah, but a little age to it. Yeah. It's broken in a bit and has some, has some wear, yeah. has some wear. Um, you, you've got a, you've got a website, right? It's, yeah. It's not uh, so much. Like your music stuff, it's more of like a more like your project engineering yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. firewallaudio.com. Yeah, that's yep. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so that is that the best place to get in touch with you if people want to like record? Yeah, yep. Yeah. You can, okay. uh, I think there's like a contact me button on there or something like that. So I yeah. can stop sending them to like, send, just send them a Facebook message. It's like, that's no. it, that works too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, either way. Like, I mean, anyway, you get a hold of me, it's cool. Right, yeah. right. And that again, they, you've obviously been recording a lot of people around this area and yep. a lot of people have like jumped on that. And I mean, you're my go-to, like, I don't know if I'll ever, ever go to anyone else. Probably nice. won't. Unless I'm like, unless I decided to go to Nashville. Let's go to Nashville. You're Nashville <laughs> it's like, who does Eric know in Nashville? I'll just call someone down there and, oh, and, uh, I'll call Alabama. Alabama. I tell you that story we didn't before? Even, we didn't talk about that story. Oh my gosh. Let's, that's a good story. Let's, let's end with let's this close story. With this is yeah. great. So it was when I was working at uh, Georgetown masters in Nashville. Um, the, I was like, and part of my job was like working the front desk basically because uh-huh. like the receptionist quit the week I started there. They're like, Hey, intern, can you answer phones? Yeah, I can answer phones. <laughs> I know um, how to do that. I know how to it's do pretty that. simple. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he wa- uh, this guy walks in and like stands at the desk. And I'm like, Hey, man, how can I help you? He was like, What's it? I forget what his name is. Uh, the, the, his name? Was it the lead singer? The lead singer. Uh, let's find out. Let's find out. Google that. Yeah. Matt, things we couldn't do. Things you 20 years I know. ago. Can we I do know. that 20 years ago? Probably not. I mean, you had to do yeah, the, the, the phone dial in and get yeah. everything going. Uh, lead singer, lead Alabama, singer, right? Yeah. All right. His name is Randy Owen. Randy. He was like, I yeah. can't believe we didn't know that yeah. off the top. I'm a, Gosh, I'm a little I'm embarrassed at us right now, man. But like, he's like, yeah, I'm Randy from Alabama. <laughs> I was like, 
And like at this point, like Alabama is like tw- 15 years from relevance, you know? Yeah. They've been, they've, they've been, it's their peak know, is definitely peaked. faded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, he was just so mad that I didn't know he was Randy from Alabama. And I was like, all right, cool, man. I'll get Andrew in, in here for you in a bit. <laughs> like, you made him wait. Yeah. He's like sitting there waiting yeah. in the, yeah. <laughs> I uh, mean, to be fair, they did have a pretty man, giant they were huge. peak. They were yeah. freaking huge. Like, I yeah. know, I mean, I know a ton of Alabama songs, right. you know, just from like the radio. Yeah, absolutely. When they were growing up. But yeah, man, if you don't know who Randy is, he is pissed. <laughs> he does not like you. He does not like you. <laughs> or the fact that, uh. I mean, I'm sure at some point when you're in, when you get that high up, you have to know like this is not a permanent no, sta- state. Yeah, you know, like uh-huh. it's gonna fade it's at some point. Not, you're not Johnny Cash, you're right? Randy from Alabama. But even Johnny Maybe went down for a he while. He did, yeah. He, he made a comeback yeah. towards the end, but yeah. yeah, I guess yeah, I guess everyone kind of fades away. You yeah, know? It's just how sorry, it works. Randy. New yeah. things, the the circle of life. Yeah, if Randy's listening to this. Yeah. Know, like I'm sorry, bro. I we, didn't know who you were. We but we do actually like your music. We do we're, like we're Song of the South, man. Yeah. All of Alabama, man. It. 90s Alabama. Yeah. Hands down. 100%. <laughs> I'll listen to it every time, any day. Yeah. Uh, well, this is fun, dude. Yeah, man. This is a great chat. Good. Uh, thanks for hanging out at the Heath oh, Bar. No problem. I hope you enjoyed this chat on the Heath Bar, folks, with Eric Domkowski. You can find out what he's doing and clients he's worked with um, on his website, firewheelaudio.com. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, go ahead and shoot me an email, heath at heathbaronline.com. Until next time.